Oh, yeah. Are we good? Hello there and welcome uh, to French Football Weekly, the podcast. Uh, sorry yeah, for that, we were just extremely, checking. Yeah, it's been well organised. Yeah, just, just checking. My apologies. <laughs> no worries. Um, as you will probably tell, Phil is alongside me uh, this evening. Hello. And I'm your host. How are you, Phil? <laughs> That's the most scuffed intro of all time, but I love that. I love yeah, that. it's... Um, uh, it's it feels like how is it only Tuesday? It feels like it's next week already, and I think I've just proved that. So here we go. Yeah. It's been a it's been a strange old time to be uh, either in the UK or indeed uh, worldwide. Seemingly, there seems to have been a lot going on recently. But uh, we are both here. Uh, no jazz this week. He's on his holly bobs. I know everyone loves that phrase, so I'm going to throw that one out there. Um, but yeah, he's sunning himself. So uh, have a lovely time, jazz and family. He will be back. I think next he week. he forgot to tell us that he did. So for like. Okay. I wonder if it was a last minute, like one of those, right, we're off, we're going, we're going to get some sunshine. Um, but I'm <laughs> pretty sure he's back next week. And uh, well, maybe he's just escaping nets. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but we have got a fantastic uh, substitute coming off the bench in the 75th minute to make a dramatic impact late on. Um, you might remember this chap. We certainly do. Uh, it's Mr. Andrew Gibney. Gib, how are you doing, sir? Chris, I'm very well. Hi, Philippers. It's been a long time since I've spoke to you guys on a podcast. Uh, even Andrew Jez was on holiday. He was messaging me on the, the weekend. So. Oh, I see. I see how it is. Oh, I, I see how it is, yeah. Breakaway podcast incoming, everyone. Yep, <laughs> but, yep. That's what it but, is. It's about, cat, cat, about cats and holobobs and, yeah. Students' <laughs> charmers. <laughs> Love it. We're glad to, uh, glad, glad to hear all is well though. But yeah, thank you for jumping on, mate. And um, we will just say off the, off the bat, um, you have got very much a different life to how things were in the old days. So you're not across everything as much as previous, but there's enough that you have been across and certainly something we'll bring up in a minute where um, you've got plenty to tell us. So, yeah, um, it's, been, it's, it's been a weird few years from leaving FFW and then having a full-time job that made me not watch French football anymore and then made me hate football for a bit, so that was fun. Yeah. But um, I'm getting slowly back into it and I've probably watched more this season than I have before, which is still not loads, but I, I'm watching Lille and depending on what's on when I'm when I'm home and uh, Catherine lets me, <laughs> my wife, <laughs> depends on what I get to see. But yeah, so it's good to be kind of back and amongst it good stuff good stuff we will uh, we will certainly uh, let, let's start with you then let's start with uh, your weekend travels because um for those who who may not know either you directly or indeed follow your socials you popped across to france at the weekend for uh, a little a little pilgrimage and you did indeed visit the uh, the lille game or, or take in the lille game i should say to use grammatically correct um they beat to lose by two goals to one I was able to watch this one on the UK coverage. Um, it was quite a decent game, I thought, and and Toulouse were gave a good account of themselves, and and Lille ultimately came out with the points. Um, talk to me a bit about your experience at the game, and, and also your general feelings on on how Lille have been under Fonseca this season, and and what sort of what you've what you've taken out of it, I guess. How how you how they're performing? Yeah, we'll, we'll start with the the, the game. Uh... It's one of those games where we're at home, Toulouse or a team are kind of mid-table-ish, the kind of game you have to win. And uh old friend of the website, the podcast, Brendan McFarlane, who is Toulouse's head of recruitment, 
it'd be, I'd be messaging him saying, like, who, who's, going, who's going to be the guy that ruins my weekend? Uh, and Van der Boomen was one that's mentioned. Uh, the number six, whose name I'm not even going to try and pronounce because I'll just murder it. And, and they were the ones that caught the eye. And it was very much a, well, a Fonseca performance so far. For the first like 20 minutes, we looked really good. And Jonathan David scored the goal, really good goal, which I, I watch a lot of nil-nils when I go to football, sadly, for my whole life. And I was dreading it. So when he when he curled it in after five minutes, I was very happy that I'd seen a goal. Uh, we'd managed to sit down just, uh, just a minute before kickoff. So it was great timing. And then after 20 minutes, Toulouse sort of bossed the game, especially possession-wise. They were knocking it about really, really well. And we struggled. And then, yeah, and then they equalised. And then Unas did a crazy, which is so cool to see in person, is the reaction of a goal like that. A player that is the kind of player that Lille always had, from Azard to Buffal, and I'm forgetting one. Can't remember. Um, I'm there's trying one, to think. There's, of... one, there's one in between, in between Azad and Buffal, with someone else who. I, I always say, uh, you're, not, you're not thinking of. Um, uh, uh, oh Christ! Now I've forgotten. You're not thinking of Ben Arthur, are you? <laughs> no. De- definitely, definitely not. Definitely not Ben Arthur. Ben Arthur. <laughs> definitely not Ben Arthur. Uh, but it's that sort of player that you got on the wings, and when they get the ball, there's a, like a sense of something might happen here, and, and he's got that in abundance. Not, not Nicholas Pepe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Something like Pepe. I mean, yeah. it's a different different style, but yeah. when you got the ball, you something might happen here. And mm. Unas has got that, and he and he showed that, and with his goal, with his little. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Okay. And you just you got everyone excited. You can see the fans already are kind of leaning towards them, and the goal was was pretty special. And I think oh, we kind of deserved the win overall, but in no way were to lose. But embarrassed. I, I said there was because uh, Angel Gomez missed a chance in the first half, one on one. Bamba had the chance where he should have squared it to make Unas was there and David were there to, to make it. We could have won 4 0, but if that had finished 1 1, I would not have been surprised in the slightest. Like, there's that kind of weird game. And I think that kind of sums up Fonseca so far. So there's games that we've won that you should win, like a Jacks, you always a tough game. You win that. The Nice game at home, how Nice won that 2-1, I have no idea. The two really quick penalties. But then you lose away to Marseille, which like, you can be like, yeah, we can, we can take that. We're not going to mention the PSG game. That doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> and it seems that that's going to be the kind of season we're going to get. And we're kind of probably around that 6th, 7th, 8th level. But if you win certain games at home, you're pushing for the, sort of the, the higher European places. And that seems to be where we are. And I think most of us would be okay with that, as long as you can see a kind of progression. And everyone everyone seems quite happy from all the kind of friends that I spoke to at the weekend. They're happy with what we've seen of Fonseca and Bits. Like the players seem to be on board with it. Uh, I do have contact with uh, Leo's doctor, Marco, who bought me a beer on Saturday. Thanks, Marco. And we get little nuggets of information. And the, that, the atmosphere seems to be good around the club. That seems to be what's going on and yeah it's, it's, I think it's going to be an interesting season it's going to take one or two results I suppose definitely at home if you can beat Marseille at home and you can beat Rennes at home we might just be in that sort of four, fifth, sixth level yeah yeah agreed and uh, one other question I wanted to ask you as well just about the overall experience um, mm. we were talking before the pod that I'm, I'm sort of planning to do the same thing as you and pop over and, and get taken a game 
uh, at Lorient. So it, it's sort of very intriguing to me, and I'm sure to some of our listeners who maybe don't live in, in France or, or, you know, maybe live in the UK or do have to travel. What is the overall experience like to, to go to a game these days and, and how does it differ to those games that you might have taken in in the UK? Yeah, it, it's definitely it's definitely a totally intro, a totally different situation. I think I think English people would be surprised at the difference in culture of how French view football and going to games. There's not that same dedication, like of we must go to all these games, and there's not really much of an. I think there was like maybe thirty or forty Toulouse fans there. Like the games are at night. It's long journeys. It's definitely a different a different culture. But for me, like I'm someone who I've lived here and I've gone to games. Like when I started, I started Leo in two thousand and four. Started going to games two thousand and eleven. I was very lucky to live there the 2013-14 season. I've been down to visit Phil down in Montpellier. We've seen a couple of games. I've been to Leo away games, and I was I was worried. I've not been for four years. Like I went was it before the pandemic? Then COVID mm. took like two and a half, three years of our of our existence away. There was no way we were going there, and. And it's interesting to me until probably one my best friend there, Guillaume, he was like, Lille, Lille kind of got more of a following when we won the league in 2011, but people who are like between like 10 and 15, so French gravitate towards winners. If you're not winning, no one cares, right? When Lille were winning the title 2011, <laughs> I, could, I could get a ticket easily when we were on the way to winning the title. The season after, when we were champions, every home game was sold out. Like, they don't go to watch a team that might win. Once you're champions, you have that, oh, well, go watch them. They're the champions. Like, even though they were a worse team, more people were going. And what's you, you watch the scenes before we won the league uh, last season? Season before. Yes, season before. Uh, and there was like thousands of fans outside the ground in the last few weeks, uh, especially when they won the league. Everyone, there was like COVID rules, no one's to go outside fuck it, we're going outside, no one cared. It was like, we need to celebrate this. And the team sort of suffered that the best season we've had since 2011, no one could go to games. So you couldn't build on that sort of euphoria and like, this team's good, go watch this team. They missed out on that. And the narrative was kind of lost of building up there. But you can see now they do this thing where they get people lined up outside the stadium when the bus arrives. And it used to be they used to go park downstairs under the stadium and go in and no one saw it. Now they're, they're kind of engaging people and people come outside and there's like red smoke and lights and they're making it a thing that people go and do this. So they're trying to engage more. It's something they lacked for years was engaging these fans. Like my friend Guillaume and his friends, they recorded a CD years ago with songs about Lille. It's like there's a Foreign Balmain song and the club never acknowledged that this was a thing. Like, mm-hmm. and like what I think British clubs will kind of would embrace that and go, well, let's get you on the pitch at halftime or something, do your song and kind of make a big deal of it. And Leo were really bad at just, nah, no outside influence. Yeah. There's a statue for Henry Joris, one of the founders, that sits in the Citadel where the old, the old stadium, the Demon Press Joris Stadium sat, that still just sat there in a field. Like, mm-hmm. why has that not been moved to the stadium? Like, and, like, kind of make it part of the club. That's a weird, mm-hmm. but I feel as if they're kind of getting more on board with fans and walking up to the ground. I've not been in four years. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, I've still got the feels for this. This is still, yeah. this is still a team that I love. It's still, I still, because I've been there since Friday, like Saturday night, you're like, oh, I don't know what it's going to be like. Not being, I've not watched as many games as I used to, but now nah, it was still there. And 
there's a video on Twitter. If you go on my Twitter, of me, you probably hear me singing the Lee Land from in the yeah. background. <laughs> enjoyed, enjoyed that. You can't, you can't, you can't miss this, the Scottish accent of doing yeah. the anthem. But it was no, just, I... it just, it just gave me those feels, and, and watching his win was really cool, and being with sort of friends, and yeah, it, it was awesome. And then I know you, you said to me before the podcast, oh, my French is, is rubbish. And I'm like, mate, I was embarrassed for how bad my French has become. Like, Philippa, you'd be, you'd be. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be shaking your head out. Like, it was never great before, but it just went down. You, you, like for four years, I've not used it. I've not had to use it. Yeah. I still well, got the very, I still got the very basics. But as soon as anyone said something to me, I didn't know. It was like, panic. But people are really nice, and like every bar I've been to, or when they say something, you must have a look on your face of I don't know what you just said, and they're like, ah, oh, my friend, it's okay, and they fucking. Ream off their perfect and if if you're wearing one of your many many Leo football shirts yeah with often uh what was your thing it was the first goal scorer you get them yeah I used to have I, 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 yes so I, you I, 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 I have that away a lot yeah. of shirts with weird names on the back yeah. and I think I really appreciate that because, like you were saying, um, it's different here. You've mm. got the later kickoffs. There isn't the sense of the travelling fans so much. Part of that is the schedule. Part of it is the police. Um, and so it does make a difference, I yeah. think. When you're when you're going to games, as I've got yeah. as the my friend my friend Guillaume and there's a group called the Yet Dan. There's guys like in their kind of forties, fifties, sixties who like have been fans for a long time. They're not it's not like a hooligan group. It's like guys who go to games and enjoy a beer. So I I resonate with those guys, and they're just always really appreciative when like and the, the, there's a bar we go to called you like this Chris called the Arsenal. Uh, it's, it's it's no it's no link to, to the team everything, but it's, it's it's like in a little village outside the stadium. They're like, why would you go here? This is their little pub to go to. And even the barman, like, have not been for four years, recognised me, and he was like, oh, they're just so happy to see you. And there's there's another guy called Frank who's from Holland. And me and Frank are like the international contingent of this fan group, <laughs> international and fan base. Yeah. And everyone comes and says hello, and like, you know, there was a. The girl who I was sat beside, because you just get given, they've got like a hundred tickets for their area, and like there's usually always one or two free, so they always kind of make sure I've got a ticket. And the girl beside me was like, Oh, is this your first time? And I was like, No, I've been here loads. She was like, she was like, No, no, first time this season. Like, I know who you are. Like, we've yeah. never spoken, but I know exactly who you are, you crazy yeah. Scottish person. Like, just like, yeah, it was it was really, really nice. I think my celebrity status is gone because I've not been loads for years. So I'm not getting recognized in the street anymore, which I kind of like. Yeah. It's funny you should say that. Even like even going to, I went to Arsenal Fulham uh, earlier on the season and that genuinely there were not not talking hundreds a couple of people who who did recognize me from from the other podcast i do and yeah, it, yeah. it's so strange when you have people oh. that you've never met and this one guy who's from brazil he's like oh you're from the Bergkamp podcast can you sign my shirt i was like <laughs> um i can but you do realize oh. this is just me i can't i'm not going to refund your shirt when i <laughs> scroll all over it this random kid from plymouth so um yeah it is it is it is humbling and and sat watching from home the, the atmosphere seemed pretty good there and and 
as you touched on the the opening goal, Jonathan David looks like a, a different player this season. He looks like a, a guy who's who's out. Well, he looks like a guy with a World Cup to go to, that's for sure. But really good finish for the uh-huh. opener. And and it and it's really good to see Adam Unas back. He, he kind of went off the radar. He started really well at Napoli when he went over there and just didn't really work out for him. So it's good to see him back. And the player you were mentioning that also impressed me on the night for Toulouse, Zachary Aboukal, I believe is or Abukal. Abukal, yes, yes. Yeah. He's he looked, I was like he's going to do something this game. I he's agree. Going to, he's going to create a goal or score a goal. And yeah. I said to I said to Brendan, it's like you you play really well. I looked, they, they did. They had fifty five percent possession uh, on who scores. I, I could sense that they had the ball a lot. And like I think Delinga makes some good runs. They probably just need that third person. Yeah. To do it in there. And Brendan said it was a uh, it's the Brazilian guy. What's his name? He mentioned him. The one that's injured at the moment. I'm just getting. Oh, I know who you mean. I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, his name be, uh, uh, Raphael Ratal. Yes. Yeah, I, I said you probably need that third man in attack just to pull it all together. He's like, yeah, that's Ratal. He's injured. They'll be back in a couple of weeks. Like, yep, yeah, that's. You can see. You can see. There's the. There's no way they're going to go down. They're not going to struggle. They'll be mid table at, at sort of minimum. They yeah. Look, they've got good players across, and I was like, yeah, they were. So the fact they finished one one, I would not have been surprised. We did a chance, a couple of chances at the end to make it two two, yeah. uh, but luckily we managed to. Managed to get out. Dave, Jonathan David's an interesting one. I can't get a grasp on him whatsoever. I don't quite know what he is. Uh, like so, last season he scored like thirteen goals really quickly, and then went the coldest the player's been for a while. Didn't do anything. And I think if you looked at the end of the season, you're like, oh, he scored 13 goals. That's pretty good. You're like, yeah, but he probably could have should have had like 20 plus if he'd mm-hmm. played played that way through. And it was interesting at the start of the season, uh, the game against uh, Auxerre uh, with Bayou playing up front as a centre forward and, and David on the right, I really liked. So I think it took the focal point off of him. He's not a centre forward, I don't think. I think he's better coming off or playing around someone else. Mm-hmm. And even from his goal, it's not like he was... He was in the wide right position and cut inside and scored on his left. Like if Bayo hadn't have been an absolute idiot, uh, <laughs> and and from what I heard, got like really, really drunk before that PSG game. I just thought he was out partying, but he was apparently smashed beyond yeah. belief. Yeah, um, he was there yeah, from what I gather. Yeah. We were saying, like, if you'd gone to Paris and gone to a nightclub, no one would have cared because no one would have noticed who you were or cared who you were. But Lille is not a big place. Like, <laughs> Lille is not big, and you will get recognized and you'll be filmed and like, you're just an idiot. But I think if Bio comes back, well, I'm not quite sure where he fits in now. If you're like, who do you drop out of that sort of front four? And if you can get David playing off of him, I think it could be so much better to have that focal point and let him get that space behind and have an Unas and uh, Philippa, you'll like this. Marco was in glowing, glowing reference to our boy Remy Cabell. Of course. I know Jonas Martin. We have yeah, him. Of coming on. Less about him. <laughs> but he was saying that yeah. Cabell is such a nice guy, such like you could see in training, like he is a step above. He's got that sort of international class about him. Uh, mm. He said the, said the problem is, He's definitely not going to play the whole season. <laughs> yeah. And coming from the doctor who, who was going to know what he's talking about, that's probably the only issue. But yeah. you can you can see straight away that he just, just fitted in, just gave us something a bit extra. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have options if we can get everyone fit. I just don't know how you get, I don't know what the best team is. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not sure it's David playing as a centre forward. I think he's probably playing maybe off the right, cutting onto his left and having Unas doing whatever. Like, yeah, it's quite. It's exciting to have those options. That's that's the really exciting part. 
Absolutely, yeah, and, and early days, of course, for Fonseca as well. Still, we are what sort of seven, eight games into the season, mm. so it is early days. And uh, Toulouse also missing not only Rattel but also David Healy, who's probably out for the season. He was the goal scoring yes. threat as well, uh, the Scotsman. So, um, good stuff. I, I, I enjoyed think, that. I, so, so I think to answer your, your actual question, uh, if you mm. want to go to France again, go to a game. Don't worry if you can't speak fluent French. Go there with the basics to say hello and ask for something and thank you and you'll be absolutely fine they'll look after you because uh, whatever sort of reputation of French people is it's not they're, they're really, really nice I've no, never had an issue whatsoever I, I um I saw the, a tweet this week it was 10 years to the day since uh Champions League and Marcel Yes, yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember going to that game with many several friends, all of whom were English speaking. So we're chatting on the tram, and everyone's like, "Oh wow, you Arsenal fans, come and talk to us!" And we're like, you know, <laughs> all show that we're wearing, you know, Montpellier kit, and it was like, oh. Because they really wanted to actually experience this and talk mm. to you about it, and it was it was it was great. I mean that opening game and Mossel uh, in the Champions League 2012-13 yeah. against yeah. Yeah. Uh, Montpellier. I just saw that and was like, oh, that team! Oh yeah, beautiful team. But also you've got that situation where that was, I mean, Montpellier lost that game 2-1. I think it was a quick double from, who was the German guy who has the kebab shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the one. But that was after a Ben Arthur penalty in the first half, and all of my Arsenal supporting friends are like, "We were lucky to get out of that with a mm. win. We'd have been lucky to get out with the draw because Montpellier hit them so hard in the second half, but it didn't work. But that game was." voted the best game of the season by the Montpellier fans because not all about winning necessarily that would have been nice Um, it's about how you play and what the occasion is and that was something I think we all uh, remember yeah. Well, well on the same thing as that, Phil, my favourite ever game I've been to was still Montpellier Lille and the, <laughs> the 95th minute uh, winner for Ooh, you guys. Ed Fana. Carry God yeah. bless his soul. Like to, to, to travel to travel to the final win. To yeah. travel to travel down there to see that with you and experience that and be with it was such a weird situation because if, if Leo had won and PSG hadn't won, we could still have been champions, but they were 2 0 up at half time against Auxerre, I think. So it meant that we yeah. couldn't win the league. It was like, well, I don't want PSG to win. So you're sort of chat, cheering against your own team, which was strange <laughs> enough. And then just but just to see the reaction and what it meant, and then like the scenes around the, the city, oh, it was just, just one of the best experiences. Ever and Chris, what you were saying to 
the, the sort of and and first of all, to the, the sort of English thing is my I'll tell you my first ever trip to Lille, 2011, was Lille against Leon, the old Stadium Nord with the running track around it, and like I've never seen a game in person, don't know what to expect. And uh, me and a guy called Andy Hudson, uh, who's a bit of a kind of ground hopper as well, we're walk, coming out the the metro at Pont de Bois. And this guy hears us talking. He's like, oh, well, why? Why are you here? It's like, well, we're here to see Leo. It's like, but but why? I was like, because they're my team. It's like, but why? <laughs> yeah, I, I find that. I find that a lot. Even people, people aren't even now, most people that know me, they know I'm an Arsenal fan, but they always say, why L'Oreal? And, um, and when, I, when I sort of say Koscielny and Ali Adier, they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I, it's just one of those it, that can't yeah. really explain it. You just, there's a certain club that you just find and a certain player that resonates with you and then you just get an attachment and that's it. And then it becomes a bit of a pilgrimage to go and see that team and you well, you, you hear yeah. people travelling around the world, you know. Yeah. To well, the French are obsessed by, obsessed by the Premier League as well. So they're like, well, you come from like it, the land of the Premier League. Why do you not watch? Yeah. Why are you not watching that? Why are you watching I thought- because when you, Gib, when you said they like winners, I swear, um, at, at the station in Montpellier, they've got one of those things where they want you to put your cigarette butts in one side or the other. Right. And the sides are OM and PSG. Uh. And so they use it as a kind of... Um, uh, uh, competition between the two. Yeah. It's not Montpellier. Montpellier yeah. is the team. Yep. But when you walk around, you will see many more shirts for OM and PSG and obviously Real Madrid, Barcelona, so, yeah. uh, Sweden for some bizarre reason, <laughs> Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, Bayern Munich, Juventus, you'll see all of those more than yeah. Montpellier. Well, and that pisses even, me off a bit, but there you go. Even mm. even, even this weekend, like outside of game day, I saw more kids wearing PSG than, than I saw. I don't think I saw anyone outside of at the Stade Pierre Mawa wearing a little kit in the mm. whole city. Right. And I remember the first time I took Catherine to Glasgow, went to where my dad stays near Celtic Park, and she thought there was a game on. Mm. And I was like, no, it's just a Tuesday. Like, it's just, this is what, this is what they wear. Every, Tuesday. Yeah. every day is they wear the kit. And, <laughs> and I think yeah. that, su- that sums up the, fr- the French. Like they, I, f- I think there's like a fashion thing of wearing like the Chelsea tracksuit, the uh, Chelsea very popular. Oh, yeah, full yeah, kit. Full kit, yeah. full tracksuit. But they probably yeah. couldn't tell you five players who played for Dortmund, <laughs> even though they've got the tracksuit on. No, yeah, it's the it's, kit collector thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very I don't much think it's, it. yeah, but it's, 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 more, it's more the tracksuits even rather than the kits. Like, that's mm. more, I'm going to wear Leisure the wear. tracksuits fashion, yeah. Mm. And, that's, yeah. and that's what seems to be more, if you go into like, the shops, you'll see the training wear more than the kits. Like, the kits are at the kind yeah. of back of the shop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's the tracksuits. It's, 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 it's a strange world culture. I think like, until you go, it's hard to like, explain to you and go like, they, they like it, but just not... Not it's quite not, the same. It's not I mean, the same to die I, for. To be have. fair, I mean, the, the, the sideline gear nowadays is, is just as good. I mean, the, the France warm-up top is... Is, is a thing of beauty for this summer's World Cup or this winter's World Cup, I should say. I can't say that. that seems weird, but yeah, no, I, I do know what you mean. And, and the match going experience, um, 
yeah, I, I think it, it's just really nice to share those those yeah, memories. I think the, the, fan, the fans that go love it, and like you can see, like as much as I don't agree with the, the DVU and what they do, and like, but they, they make an atmosphere behind the goal, and you've got those guys that I used to know who used to be sort of part of the DVU, and now got the Gori Gel spirit on the other side. They they went, no, let's go make our own little group down the other end to kind of build this bigger bigger sort of an, an atmosphere, and like you have to appreciate what they do. I have issues with. And it's not just it's not just Leo. So you you watch games with these with the the tifos and the capos who are like orchestrating it, who are, have no idea what's going on on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Like like there could be nearly a chance for a goal and they're starting a new chant. And you're like, well, just watch this bit. Like this is important. <laughs> but they're like, not we need to do the choreography. It's like yeah, you need, to, you need to tighten a little bit. It's like they're a, a whole different entity to what's going on. Yeah, uh, they, they bring they, they bring the noise and like you, you have to re- appreciate that. And as that's I think a big thing in the whole of France and Italy, Germany, that mm. you have these these groups that do that, and it's I think something that English football could learn from sometimes. But yeah, yeah it's probably, probably more organic here than orchestrated. But yeah, no, it was it was, it was great to be back. Uh, we're hoping I think we're going to go try and go back for Cat's birthday in February, and it'll probably be the first time I've been in Lille for a visit, and there's not been a game on. Uh-huh. There you go. She's trying that well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> trying that well. Um, right. Elsewhere then on the pitch. Um, and Phil, I'll come to you in just a second, actually, because I'm going to run down a couple of the results of games that we may not focus on with an interest on time. But uh, a couple of the results that went by Nantes and Lance uh, drew nil-nil on Sunday. They're probably less said the better in that one. God bless Angus Toro for uh-huh. commenting on it. That wasn't the best game I've ever watched. Um, big win for Ajaxia, though. Uh, sorry, give you assistance. Oh, first win of the season. I was yes. very happy, but very happy with the Wands result. It was really good. Yes, yeah. I thought you might be. scoring for Ajaxia. Yes, yes, that, that's their first first win of the season and away from home. To see well. him not wearing green. And uh, and further problems for Brest in that particular game as well. Um, but yes, uh, yeah, two 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 of those games were fairly forgettable um, unless you follow particularly um, those sides, I would say. And uh, and I thought there'd be goals in not and there just wasn't. So that was a shame. Anywho, uh, Claremont uh, also somewhat surprisingly maybe, but Trois going well this season. They won by three goals to one in that particular fixture um, with Mama Valde getting a couple run a repar with. A third after Gastian had put the home side in front. Um, the the Guendouzi fun and games uh, was between Marseille and Ren. Uh, the Arsenal players scored at both ends. Yeah, um, the first one was a little bit unlucky. Yeah, yeah it's, and it's it's straight. It's really weird in, in modern football how much this happens where players score at both ends. It's quite weird. Love to see the stats on how often. I think, I think especially when you score the own goal first, you're determined to. Make yeah, that, that must the, be what it is. Yeah, and it and it was a really good header to to get the equaliser as well at the near post and honours even in that one. Lovely reception for Steve Mondonda returning to Marseille in that particular game as well. Um, Montpellier got a 2-1 win, Phil. You'd have been happy with that one. No well, and Savanier's last I minute I mentioned last week that Strasbourg, a bit of a bogey team, mm. because previously, um, many draws, many draws at home and many losses away. So this was, yeah, a good, solid Entirely not 
a nervy situation with Savannah getting the winner at the 95th minute. Yeah, and especially having conceded an equaliser just five minutes before time as well, it could easily, yep. as you say, have faded into a draw. Uh, so. I, I think all of us were thinking, oh, not yeah. again. Yeah. But Savannah, yeah, with the with the winner. Yeah. Um, so that was that was nice. Yes, good to watch. I'll tell you what was also nice. L'Oreal won again. They won on Friday. Um, oh, we said last week about, and we picked out all of the um, important players, and you've got goals from Watara, Moffy. I always want to say Miffy. Yeah, Lafay and Lafay. <laughs> Um, so that was again uh, a good, a good showing for your lads. Yeah. Um, away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'll but, say a sort of falling say, down I'm, the table a bit, but yeah. I was gonna say, I'm sure you've, you guys have probably covered this, Chris. But it was there. I was there talking to like, my friends and Leo, and there was just more of a like, what the fuck? How? Why are Orion involved up there? Is this what? What? What's been the? The sort of catalyst. I know it's only really eight games, but six wins is not. It's not a fluke. No, no, no it's not. And 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 the interesting thing, I was speaking to a couple of people about this. I was speaking to uh, Robin Berner about this as well, and he was saying the same. It it has the feel of a. It has the feel of 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 a club that can continue this. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like oh, they've just had a couple of good results and they'll fall mm. away. There is a togetherness. The the squad has got good balance. There was a hell of a lot of, ch- of turnover in the summer of players that left. I mean, even that club legend, like even uh, Fabian Lemoyne moved on. It's like, Christ, he's actually gone. Um, the, the goalkeeper and Vogo coming in, although it wasn't particularly his, his brightest uh, moment of the season to concede in the third, was probably a bit of an error, but he's been really good. Uh, players like Lauren Abigail that go under the radar just consistently eight, nine out of ten every week, consistently good. Um, and then this, this blend of youth which always worries you when you support a club of, of lower down the table, the likes of Moffy coming back into form, his form went off a cliff at the end of last season. He, he's back with a bang this year. Lafay's he strikes me as a player who will be signed by Leon and, and then sold on for massive money in three years time. Um, he's got that he sort of vibe about him. Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or a play. Yeah. He may end up like a Maxi Lopez. I like went to Italy, that sort of player. Um, but yeah, they've, they've, They've become stubborn. They've become good defensively. There is still that counter-attacking element, but I think Labrice has just come in and just freshened it up, and and they believe. And we all know about the the setup at Lorient. They're very financially um, well run. They're very they've got a, a brilliant social media team as well. There was a lot of memes going off about being top of the league and um, throughout Friday going into Saturday, which I enjoyed immensely. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're just they're well they're a well run club, and and there is that togetherness on the pitch, and they seem to be. Uh, don't get me wrong, we're not going to stay in third this season. I, I think I'm, I'm fairly confident of that situation. But anything for Laurie on 10th upwards is a massive success. There's, uh, there's, two, there's two, two things that reminds me of years and years ago. I think before I proper got into venture ball, there was, uh, I think, Nice were like top after like 10 games. And they were meant to be relegation candidates. And I think it might have been Fred Antonetti who was in charge at the time. It's like, oh, what, where do you think you can go? What do you think you can do? And he was like, 10 more points away from survival. Like, yeah. It was, it yeah. Was, I, That's I loved it. that. I love that. And, like, Enzo Lafay reminds me of Phil. This uh, is an old uh, Julien Ferry. Like, oh. It's one of those players that you love to watch and maybe doesn't get the 
sort of the, the respect or the attention they deserve. Just like, mm. it's like skillful, like drifts into like space, makes things happen. And they were shown, I think it might have been uh, on Canal Plus when we were in the bar after the game and they were shown like the highlights and showing his position. And you can just see like, always got a couple of yards, looking for yeah. the ball, Very making, clever. Ma- making things happen. Yeah, like if mm. you, like, yeah, like, it's a warrior on and known an old old friend of the website, uh, like Ferry, the the owner. Yeah, he buys players to sell, but that's what he'll 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 see money signs like oh, big time. Yeah, wait wait till he's at the peak, sell him on. I remember telling me that uh, when they signed uh, Vincent Abubakar all those years ago, he was like he looks at the kind of player that English teams will like. Yeah, so we signed we signed him to sell him on. It didn't quite work that way, but he yeah. he's very much he's very much of that. He knows what. What his, and and Moffy is that now, you know, big, strong, powerful yeah, yeah. centre forward, Nigerian international now, and yeah, and I, I think the thing with Lefay as well is he's he's uh, he's got that technical ability that, that mm. you get from like a, a Barcelona or a uh, you know a Juventus academy. He's got that player who, if he was sold to a foreign league, I think he would adjust quite quickly. He's not a player who's going to take too long to go in. The only thing holding him back maybe is his size. But with, with the young, technical, skillful players being more of a thing in Europe now, he may well get that move. And um, he was linked with moves in the summer, but I think in the end, it was a bit of a kind of, there's links, but nothing concrete. And I think he'd be glad he stayed now. And he's, he's a very marketable boy, very much. So yeah. he's got the uh, the haircut and the tattoos and all of that. So, um, yeah, he's he's doing himself no I think, harm I at think all. He needs to get that that move right. I think maybe there's, yeah. an, there's another league on move first before I agree. Going. When you get yeah. 24, 25, then you can go on again. Yeah. Uh, so I was talking to the weekend about players like we talked about the Leo players who moved on, like Buffal, who didn't do that well at Southampton, and like we're talking about Remy Cabella, who didn't do well at Newcastle. It's like there's not, there's not a lot of teams you can go to at the highest level when you're not if you're a defender, fine, or defensive midfielder, fine. Like, but he's like attacking, especially players that play in the number 10 or play wide. They don't have the same, the way that they, you play in France is not the same as England. You can't go to these struggling teams and do well because, one, you're expected to track back and tackle, which is not what these players are told to do, like, especially the wide ones. Like, uh, Joe Cole once got told off by Rudy Garcia for chasing down defenders. Like, no, 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 no. This is not your job. Your job is to be available when we get the ball. Don't be tiring yourself out chasing the ball down. And like, Azad struggled at first at Chelsea with that. And like Cabela, Tovan, those guys... Because if you're a team that's struggling, your fans want to see you mucking. Mm. Uh, whereas in France, it's very much, no, you, this is not your job. Yeah. Uh, Which, so, again, is the Bundesliga thing. Yeah. 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 yeah give, but, give players with talent the ability to shine in what they're good at rather than yeah, yeah. working hard and, and putting it about a bit, as the English would say. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so there is like a bit of... Maybe it comes to us, maybe it goes to Leon or Rennes, somewhere like that, where maybe you can get some European football and they're like, Take mm. your game to the next level and then move on when yeah. you're more established and people know what you're about. And yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, I don't get some good money from because, yeah, come through your academy and be that good. There's like it's shines a light on them again, which they, like, they used to have, but absolutely. And, and still 22, and he's a under 21 yeah. international as well, so plenty of opportunities to grow. And we saw what, um, you know, players like Saliba and Mukiele who've gone abroad and 
Um, there's the, the lad Kalulu, the French lad who's gone to AC Milan. He's doing well. There's certain players will naturally the talent comes to the surface. But um, some another team because uh, as much as I'd love to talk about Lauren all night, we can't unfortunately. <laughs> um, PSG won Phil on Sunday night. They beat Leon by a goal to nil. Uh, man of the match was Anthony Lopez, which I think says it all. Um, winning goal coming from Leo Messi, uh, just a classic Leo Messi finish. Um, capped a pretty good week for PSG in the end, which you might want to touch on well, the European exploits. Oh, well, in Europe, I mean, we talked about the first round um, and there being some, shall we say, nervy moments. PSG won 3-1 at Maccabee Haifa and still managed to have nervy moments because I, Haifa... Um, open scoring uh, a goal from Sherry and then had another one in the back of the net from Man Mountain Francie Piero uh, uh, but that was uh, ruled out for offside so that was like holy shit we're not going to struggle here right and they did then um equalize through Messi and in second half there were goals from Mbappe a gorgeous lovely curved curled around the goalkeeper who was otherwise very good and then Neymar uh late on who was booked for For celebrating normal celebration, mm. which is sticking his apparently it was in inflammatory his and sticking his tongue out, mm. and the referee appeared to just be completely flummoxed by everything. <laughs> um, that was dreadful. But so PSG were the only French team to win. Yeah, it was a good week. Yeah. Um, because we had OM losing at home to Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. We had Monaco losing at home to French Faros. Yeah. We had uh, Rennes drawing to Fenerbahce, uh, a 92nd minute penalty yeah. uh, to level it Fenerbahce. Um Nice, no, sorry, Nantes, losing 3-0 at Carabag. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Uh, the Barcelona of the Corpuses. <laughs> they are now. I mean, seriously, I have watched more Carabag games than most Carabagians, <laughs> uh, given that they keep, they keep turning up in groups with uh, French teams. I've played Saint-Étienne for maybe three seasons in a row, but we also had uh, Nice drawing 1-1 in Belgrade um, against Partizan. So it was not a great week European-wise. No. When you look at some of the groups, I mean, Marseille are in a little bit of trouble. They're doing Marseille in the Champions League, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. 
so we'll we'll see what happens but there were a lot of kind of unexpected results but also very nervous results which we saw last week as well and which doesn't bode well for going deep in these competitions i know psg need to pull themselves together yeah that that okay they won but that could have been so much worse and it was not the easiest route to take and when you look at their weekend game against OL Messi scores on six minutes and then after that crickets Hmm. Yeah, I I was surprised that a lot of people said it was a really good game. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't a bad game, but I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was sort of breathtakingly brilliant. I I just felt sort of PSG did enough and they probably should have won by two or three. And after the game, I think Peter Bosch was interviewed and asked what he was going to do during the international break. And his response was drink a lot of alcohol. So, (laughs) you know, um, I think that sort of tells you all you need to know about his future um but one club we do want to zero in on i should say just before we do um monaco did get back to winning ways at the weekend with a three nil winner at rams golovan minimino and ben yedda's first of the season the sending off for loco if you haven't seen this um i mean i'm lost for words he, he literally is is sent off for passing it, it's bizarre um i can't even i can't even go into any more than that watch it it's nuts but Monica was it, won the game. Is, is it worse than Tadebo sending off well that leads me very nicely uh <laughs> there into into nice give um because yeah nice did lose to Angers at home uh Bentaleb, which probably the goal of the weekend to be fair uh jean-claude Todibo um was sent off within nine seconds somewhat harshly yeah, yeah, somewhat harshly. I, um, I, I was watching that passed you by, didn't it? Um, he's basically he's a judge to be last man fuck? when he clearly isn't. I mean, Dante is is going to cover, but the referee sort of stated to him that he felt he was the last man, and that it was, was the ba- dismissal. It was barely even a tackle. Someone sent me it, sent me the screenshot of like one minute set off, and then we got I, I saw the, the clip, and I was like, oh. I had to watch it like four or five times ago. Where, where's the, even the foul? Yeah, and then and then it was classed as last man professional foul. Like, yeah, I'm like and I'm like you, you you do have VAR right? You do, you do have yeah. this. Like, how someone can even watch that back and be like, "Yep, that was nailed." That definite like, red. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I was like, "What?" And that doesn't help when you're when you're struggling. And obviously, we're seeing Favre's got the the, the vultures are circling. Like, doesn't help yeah. at all whatsoever. What What do you make of that situation? You know, I know I say I know you're sort of watching a bit from afar now, Kim, yeah. but there, there is talk that Favre is going to go um, during the international break. Mauricio Pochettino has apparently already held talks with uh, with the Ineos group. Um, and suggestion is he's going to come in. I mean, they I've can't seen, carry on, can they? Like this. I've seen bits. I saw. I saw the opening game against Toulouse, uh, and I thought they looked. I don't know. It's a bit lost. Where you couldn't really see what they were trying to do at any point. Uh, they've got a good young team, and then there's the signed more and more midfielders. I know there's been a lot of talk about how Favre didn't want like Ramsey or Barkley, and they're just basically name signings for the the, the owners. Yeah. Uh, I saw them against us, and I mean, apart from going two one up through two penalties, it's like they did they did nothing the rest of the game. Like you did not deserve, we didn't deserve to lose that game. We probably didn't deserve to win it. 
and just I just can't see what Favre had a really good spell the first time, and it's just not whether it was a disconnect on who he wanted to bring in because he signed a lot of players, didn't they? There was a mm. lot of movement. And maybe he, how many did he want? How many were his? Like how many wanted but to be there? That just maybe he's just not got his ideas across. It just seems a lot of mismatch, and I'm not sure is Pochettino is Pochettino the answer to all this? Well, is is there an argument that that the ownership? I mean, don't get it wrong. You know, I, I like tradition farmer like anyone does, but I think even he would admit things are not going as he would have hoped. But mm. is there not an argument that? all that is going along or going around with Ineos and they're talking about, you know, being interested in buying Manchester United and um, Brailsford has sort of come out and, and he's made no secret of the fact that he's open to other projects. And and that can't help, can it? When you, you I mean, I know Favre would have known this taking the job, but when you've got that distraction in the background, knowing that your owners are, are basically looking at anything but what you're doing, and that doesn't it's, help. It's, it? it's the old meme of the guy walking down the street holding his girlfriend's hand and looking behind him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it is. It's like you, as, as a fan, I think uh-huh. you want, and I'll say going through the, the Gerard Lopez uh, experience, uh, you want to know your owners have your club's best interest in the heart, that they're wanting to build something, do something, like Lilo had read a couple has to sell to, to stay afloat, like still, and it's been that way since the start. But you with Michel Sedu, you felt that it was like, well, he's doing the best thing for the club. Lopez, you're like, no, he's just he's in it from what like, I don't know what his plan was whatsoever. And at least now you're kind of like, okay, we're going the, the right way again. Whereas Nisha, like, well, if these guys want to buy other teams, look at other teams, other projects, are they really here for us? And I think you want to feel that, and I think you don't feel that, and I think some of the signings backed up of like, are these signings for us, or are they just, oh, we'll sign Barclay, then we'll like sell them, or we'll get some publicity. It, it doesn't feel like to sign guys like like Becca Becca looks really good, and Turan looks really good. Mm. Like, well, that's a good young midfield you could have, but no, no, we're going to sign two old English guys, also Welsh and English, sorry. Uh, like Casper Schmeichel, is there not a young goalkeeper in France you could have got? Like, and given and he was he was dropped at the weekend as well for for you know his <laughs> oh, performances. Oh, no. So I mean, make of that what you will. Yeah. So Bolcher came in. It just doesn't seem like there's a plan. Mm. Uh, I think that's what you want to see is is a plan to get this team. Like when they, when they brought Gotti in, like I could see why he left yeah. us because we were not in a good way. And he's like, well, there's a project there that I can do something with, and. Mm. And you just don't. It's like, what's what is that project now? Mm. And and it hurts to see. It really hurts to see Gaultier being the man who's going to make PSG play good football. It's really painful <laughs> for someone who's, who's watched them be bad since the Kevin Gamero, Guillermo days, and, and enjoying like, yeah, you got all the money, but you can't buy quality. And like, oh god, they're actually going to be good. Throwing snowballs as the Santos the end boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how? How far has he come? How We've come a long way yeah. to, to managing that. It's, it's a thing. Even yeah. back then, when they had uh, Yuan Molo, Abemiang, and Brandao, you're like, they were a good team to watch. They play. He has a way of whatever players he's got, he, he can like, because it wasn't playing 4 4 2 then, and he played 4 4 2 with us, and it worked really well. And now he's playing this 3 4 3 with PSG. Like, he's obviously, he knows what he's doing. Mm. Uh, I think don't know sidetrack, but it might take him a few seasons to work out the Champions League to take them that mm. next step. And I guess kind of hope he gets that because he's never been in a team where like, you're expected to win in the, the big European games. He didn't do really well with us in mm. Europe 
but yeah, but you can see like they're missing, like Nice are missing him like, as a guy leading like, their project. And I think I, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I don't think they know what they're doing. No, it's sad, it's sad to see them where they are. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and and you know, from Nice's perspective, they want to be where where PSG are in terms of financially. They've got the money to compete. You'd think uh, the backing to compete but on the pitch it is is not going well um okay good stuff well that was the weekend that was in in france with a couple of extra bits with a twist this week's pod so we've uh, got through that nicely um there are some internationals coming up so we have got a break from domestic action now france play austria on thursday and they go away to denmark on sunday in that little thing called the nations league um, which, as we all know, as French fans, we've already won that, so we're not actually that bothered anymore. So it doesn't really matter because been there, done that. It's all about the World Cup. Um, but there is a lot of discussion around the squad at the moment. Quite a few players have dropped out injured. Uh, call up for Truffaut from from Ren was interesting. That caught my eye because Digne and Lucas Hernandez have dropped out injured. No Kante, no Pogba. So you think that that gives someone like Shuamani a chance to play? You would suspect um, William Salabas in the squad, which I'm personally quite pleased about. Um, but yeah, a lot of injuries, a lot of players dropping out. And uh, Lafont did get his call up in the end, but only because Loris was injured. Uh, so um, he has he has made it in, but he wasn't selected initially. So suspicion is that Deschamps will go with Ariola Magnon and Loris for the World Cup, which would be, I think, a bit of a shame for Lafont. He's had a really good season thus far, but we shall see on that one. Um Phil, in terms of the fixtures when we return, which is round nine uh, mm-hmm. on the weekend of the 30th, which I think is next weekend, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, any of those jump off the page at you? Uh, Angers, Mons, Marseille mm-hmm. is the Friday game. You've got Strasbourg, Rennes, PSG, Nice, Lorient, Lille. That's the mm-hmm. Chris Gibb derby. Yeah, uh, Ajaxio, Clermont, Osser, uh, Brest, Toulouse, Montpellier, Troyes, Reims, Monaco, Nantes, and Lens, Lyon. Uh, which of those to grabbing your attention for? Ooh, I think actually Angers, Marseille might be interesting. Angers have um, got themselves together a bit, and Marseille are Marseille. So that and Strasbourg will run. Yeah, Strasbourg really need to start winning. And I think oh, on the Sunday, oh, I think on the Sunday possibly do something else. Go to a garden centre. I don't know the Lons Leon. <laughs> the Lons Leon game in the evening, especially under the lights. I think that might be a decent watch. Monaco non on paper mm. looks all right, but I don't know whether it will transfer across into into that. I still think go to gardens. How are, well, how are you guys enjoying this sort of change in the, the layout? Because like back when I was watching more the football than was healthy, like Saturday night was the big like yeah. multiplex and that's also moved to like Sunday. Sunday afternoon there's only like four or five games on like it's, it... it's good it's good for me because it means I don't have to watch as much Premier League which is always a bonus um, <laughs> so I don't have to sit through like Aston Villa Southampton or whatever it was I've sat through last Friday which was dreadful um, but yeah and I like the Friday <laughs> evening fixture because there's, there's no other distraction that night it is I can just sit and watch that and I like the fact that I can watch a Sunday evening game in France but there is something that I do kind of miss about that Saturday night sat on like a 
popular betting site where you can watch four games at the same time and you know scrolling through the goals so I, I don't know what it was it like for you Phil is it better for you because I guess well, time zone's a bit different because because of the way that it um it's uh worked out we've got the uh early games on the Saturday of mm. all Premiership. Yeah, true. And then we've got the multiplex, which is Sunday mid-afternoon. Yeah. Choices. Nice. Mm. But it's not, when you say it's not the same as it was before. Um, So you've got the one big game, which this will be... PSG versus Nice, mm. Lance Lyon. Yeah. I think uh, it, it works only having one evening game, mm. but it's where you put the multiplex. Yeah. The, the Sunday midday one is the fun. one I, I'm not keen on the Sunday midday, I must admit, just purely because it. It's that atmosphere thing, isn't it? Like, you know, our game with, yeah. with Leon I mean, is not going to be as... We saw the, uh, I think it was the Nice fans put up a sign saying, sorry, we're having lunch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's such a bad time. It yeah. is. Because I, I think in France, the, the, the big the big 8 o'clock game, I think maybe they still struggle to get a big audience for that, but the less it's PSG, Marseille, because it's like... That's dinner, family. You've got work the next day, whatever. Like nine o'clock kickoff is late. Like yeah. I've, walking out of the Leo Stadium at eleven o'clock on a Saturday was weird enough. Like mm. on a Sunday, if you've got kids and school and all that, just like it's not a great. This is app. another reason why there aren't that many travelling fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah massively. You just can't get there. Yeah, as we were saying, I wonder if like practical when Marseille or PSG are playing away. Is it traveling fans or is it like I suppose like the Dallas Cowboys in NFL, where it's like fans who live in that city who just go because they live there, like rather mm-hmm. than being that because it's a long journey. But I used to think that what what they had to do was have the games on when the Premier League's not on. Yeah, uh, not not for not for attracting viewers around the world, but for keeping the French people interested. Interested, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So when you so when you've got like the big the big four o'clock game in England, like. Are you going to go to a game if you're like if it's Man U, Arsenal, or Liverpool, City? You might just go. I might just stay and watch that at four or mm-hmm. say five o'clock in France. I suppose you've kind of got that multiplex and that before that yeah. schedule. That's yeah. Just I don't know. It's I find it weird too. Like, I'm, I was always used to. I think on a Saturday, like you've watched your three o'clock kickoff here. You've mm. watched the quarter past five game in England, and then oh football like yeah but it, but it was it was always the bad, the the, bad teams. there's they were, so much was, i think there's so much more room on saturday yeah. because yeah. there's two slots basically but they've chosen their slots based i think on when the premiership plays yeah, yeah. Yeah, maximum organisation so, Because you may not be able to see all of the three o'clock games mm. on 
Saturday, but in France you can. Yeah. 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 yeah and that's... so I think it's, I think it's uh, something that has uh, caused some trouble. Mm. But what you look at there is, you know, it's we've got used to it now. Yeah, and I think what if people haven't been to France to watch games, there is not a culture of watching games on TV in pubs. No, doesn't exist. So on on Friday night, I was like, I'll get one more beer for the road. I know there's a little pub around the corner. There's good beer. They might have the Oxford game on. They did not. What they had on, so it's, so it's not like they didn't have the channel. They were showing PSG Maccabi Haifa from the, the Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's because... uh, and you've got the situation where um, if you do find the games on, they're in the Irish pubs, English pubs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're not yeah. in the French bars. And when I walk around my neighbourhood, um, they're watching, you know, the Algerian League. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. It's more what they're interested in. I think unless, 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 unless it's like PSG or OM, like no, no one on a Friday is going out to watch Oxelorion. Because especially especially Leo is like a university town. So like the old people, like my friends who I go to foot with, they they might have the channel, so they'll watch it at home, but they're not meeting up in the pub to watch whatever. Like only here at the Premier exactly. League, if it's like, if, if it's on, people just go and watch it because it's on the pub. It's just not the same the same yeah. culture. I suppose there's maybe some of that taken into it, like you probably have try if, if you can get Marseille on a Friday, you might get people watching that. If you can get PSG on the Saturday, more people are going to watch that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting mm-hmm. being, being back and remembering. Oh yeah, I used to have to walk for miles trying to find them. These games. Yes, find these games. <laughs> that, that's that's the one thing that I know Jez and I are quite happy about is that although we do have to put up with the unsufferable uh, certain members of BT Sports commentary team yes. who just spend time talking about the Premier League. Um, thank God that we are actually able to watch the games. Oh, yeah. um, that is one good thing that, because BT, to be fair to them, even if it's via the app, you can pretty much watch any of the games across the weekend. I, th- I, think, um, I, w- I think I watched more league on when I lived here than I did when I was in France for a year. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me, yeah. And, and, and that for me is great, because back in the day, like you, before I had sort of any form of either those things called relationships or, or jobs um i mean i would sit and watch bundesliga la liga was on sky and you know you could watch everything but french football uh, and yeah. i did whereas now it's very much french football and, and i'm pretty much out and this is a big premier league game so yeah it's uh, it's an interesting one um right i think we will leave it there because we have done more than enough this week we've had plenty to discuss it's been uh Nice to have a little change of gear, um, change of subjects. So, um, Gib, thank you for, for coming on at short notice and sharing your, your fabulous weekend and experiences. And, yeah, good to have you back on Familiar Ground. So I appreciate your time um, this evening. Happy birthday, Pat. <laughs> Thanks, oh, yes. Yes. I've, I've, I've completely <laughs> this skipped me. why he was there. 
Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. Well, that, that was just an excuse to get to go with without cat as well and save some money. <laughs> if she's <laughs> listening, he didn't mean that. <laughs> she's, she's never listened to a podcast that I'm on. We're very safe. We're very yeah. safe. <laughs> no, no chance of any French people listening. But, but yeah, thanks, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. It's very nice to be on in chat, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Been awesome. stuff. It won't be the last time, I'm sure. And uh, and Phil, thank you very much for uh, coming on as usual. And uh, we will be back next week to probably talk to Jazz about some France-based stuff. I would imagine he'll be he'll be and across that. And also his time in Menorca. Naturally, naturally, oh, naturally. Okay, can I, I'm 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 going to plug my Twitter because yes, you know, please feel free. Uh, come follow me, give me underscore a. I do mostly now do stuff on football manager and i'm going to be doing leo as my beta save when the game comes out in uh, the end of uh, middle of october so if you want to watch me shout at the leo players in a pixelated version you can come do that on on twitter and youtube yes please this, do I've... this means nothing <laughs> oh keep keep it that way phil because once you once you go down that particular rabbit hole you never come out no inside. i i i do enough data and stat stuff yeah, in yeah. my yeah. day-to-day work without doing it. Without adding to it. On my free fill, fill the scatter graphs and everything. The scatter graphs on it. Oh, <laughs> don't encourage it. I do say. love a scatter graph. <laughs> See, I, know, I, I, know, I know how to draw in. He's <laughs> getting excited now. You before know the, well, Pat. <laughs> before, uh, before this goes into more scatter graphs, we will, we will, pr- we will press the end button there. But uh, if you are a fan of international football, obviously, good luck to uh, to Libla as they go to the Nations League games uh, over the next couple of days. Uh, whoever's left of the squad by the time it, the games are played. Good luck to them. We will cover those on next week's pod and then, of course, give you a bit of a preview as to the weekend's games ahead. And, uh, yeah, just think, in two months' time, we'll be in a World Cup. We'll deal with that when we get there, indeed. Uh, But thank you all for listening. Appreciate it very much. Uh, Whatever you're doing this weekend, obviously stay safe and enjoy your French international football. And we'll speak to you very soon.